Welcome to the Terry and Jesse show. Believe it or not, Jesse is on a day off. You know what he's going to? Mother uh, Wilhelmina's tomb where her body's incorrupt. And Jesse's going to tell us, talk about that on Monday with us. It's going to be fascinating. I have my good friend, Dr. Ed Mazza, who's a historian, to talk with me about Our Lady of La Salette. Not only Our Lady of La Salette, Our Lady of Akita, Fatima, just basically all about Our Blessed Mother. There's a book I read. Are you ready for this? This will date me. Back in 1978, called A Woman Clothed with the Sun. It had like eight different major approved apparitions of Our Lady. And it summarized what she was saying. And I think at this time, with so much confusion in the church right now, we were reassured that our faith is strong in the person of Christ. And that's what Our Lady's role is, to bring us to Jesus Christ. So we're going to dedicate the whole show on Our Lady of La Salette and Our Lady talking about Our Lady of Akita, Fatima, Lourdes. All of these have a similar message. And really, what Pope Paul VI said years and years ago, that Our Lady's message is a reaffirmation of the gospel, or it wouldn't be approved by the church. So we're waiting for Dr. Ed to come on, but I'll just give the background. The uh, Our Lady of La Salette, it was back in France in 1846. Now think about this. Lourdes was 1858. Right, And this is really interesting. The local bishop approved it just five years after the apparitions, which is really remarkable in the sense of time. And I'll just say this, that in 1846, the village of La Salette, are you ready for this, consisted of about eight or 900 scattered hamlets. The population was about 800 people. So isn't it interesting that Our Lady appears to farmers a lot of time and just, he doesn't, Our Lady doesn't appear to the big shots of the world, but children a lot of times. And I think, I find that very interesting. Before I get Dr. Ed on, I wanted to mention something that I think is important for all of us, good to know files, because we're going to have Ed on in just a minute. And I, I say this, good to know files, because the Supreme Court, just yesterday, we got lots of of news on the on the Supreme Court, like for example, the af- affirmative action is now being reversed, so it's going to be based on merit for getting into colleges and other institutions. So that upset President Biden, obviously, but I think it was a good move. They also the Supreme Court unanimously sided with a Christian postal worker uh, who was disciplined for not working on Sundays kind of interesting I bring that up because Our Lady of La Salette's message ties a lot into Sunday uh, man working on Sunday uh, so that's very interesting that they would do that there's many other ju- the judgments they took place this last time so you can check that out on the internet I mentioned that a fire took place again in Florida it was an Anglican ordinariate ma- uh, church just like we have here at our chapel and what's interesting about this fire is they were very traditional priests who, who talked a lot about morality on the Catholic faith and not not succumbing to the homosexual push for what they call uh, Pride Month. No, they were put, putting out the Catholic faith. But here's the interesting thing about it that blows me away is that we have hundreds of Catholic churches that have been torched in the last couple of years in the United States. And can you believe nobody's really saying or anything about that? 
Um, I know our bishops conference talked about at least 262 destructive incidents in the Catholic churches. And uh, this one right now, again, says, hey, we don't know. But I find it fascinating that the persecution of the church, where they're torching Catholic churches or knocking statues down, they seem to be much more bolder than they were when we were younger. Dr. Ed Mazza, welcome to the Terry and Jesse show, brother. Reporting for duty, brother. I, I like it when you report for duty. I just want to tell people, I've known Dr. Ed for decades. Uh, <laughs> yes, I have. And we have something in common. We have uh, had been growing up with traditional parents who taught us the fundamentals of the faith using the Baltimore Catechism. Am I onto something, Dr. Ed? That's it. I'm a Sunday school dropout. My parents <laughs> taught me at home. <laughs> That's cute. That's probably why you're still Catholic, brother. <laughs> hey, Dr. Ed, I wanted to set the stage because you're a historian. I mentioned to all of our listeners that the Woman Clothed with the Sun book that I read back in 1978, I think that's probably before you were born, maybe, I don't know, but a long time ago. And it moved me because it had all these apparitions, but I saw the consistency of these apparitions of Our Lady constantly getting us to come to her son, Jesus Christ. And I wanted to uh, first set the stage for La Salette, and then I want to ask you, as from a historical perspective, is there a tie-in with the French Revolution? Because if you think about it, Our Lady appeared in La Salette in 1846 and then in Lourdes in 1858, not far from there. So I just find that interesting. So, so number one, can you set the stage of what is the message and tell us what was going on at, at the time when Our Lady appeared in 1846 in France? It's hard for us living in the first quarter of the 21st century oh my gosh. to understand what life was like 250 years ago. That's true. Uh, there was no separation of church and state anywhere. Yeah, it didn't <laughs> uh, exist. It didn't exist. Uh, everybody was religious. Everybody, d d no matter what your Christian denomination was, was went to church on Sunday. Uh, and... To, to focus in, what happened was, uh, thanks to the Illuminati and the Freemasons, mm -hmm. uh, in France, yes. in 1789, mm -hmm. they launched a revolution against the king. Yes. Uh, and this had been predicted by the Sacred Heart of Jesus when he appeared a, a century earlier to St. Margaret Mary. Yep. Uh, he asked the, the king to consecrate France to his Sacred Heart, and he didn't do it. His son didn't do it, and his grandson didn't do it. And, that, and so the, the king lost his head. And they they reordered society. This mm -hmm. little clique, yep. right? Yep. They they changed the calendar. They wanted to do away with you know Anno Domini, the year of our Lord, seventeen eighty nine. Sounds like today. And hmm. Lots of people died, especially faithful Catholics. Yes. Okay. From all all walks of life. Now, the, what happened in seventeen eighty nine between seventeen eighty nine and seventeen ninety nine spread throughout Europe in yes. various ways. Okay. Especially promoted by the secret societies who were against the altar and the throne. Wow. And so in those early centuries, 1830, 18... Uh, can, can I just jump in for a minute? Yeah. Our Lady of the Miraculous Medal, 1830. I just wanted to throw her into the yeah. mix, too. <laughs> Go ahead, brother. So uh, Our Lady is the terrible enemy of the serpent. She is the serpent crusher. She is the destroyer of heresies. Mm -hmm. In fact... Starting on the Feast of the Assumption, I'm going to be offering an online course 
Good. Mary, destroyer of heresies. And how can people, people get that? <laughs> just go to edmundmaza.com. You can enroll today. This is a course you're not going to want to miss. And it, it since France was the epicenter mm -hmm. of the devil's uh, chessboard, that's why Our Lady appeared first at Rue, Rue de Bac yes. in 1830 to um, St. Catherine Labore, mm -hmm. the miraculous medal. Right. And we all know it's miraculous. You got right? that right. Satanist Zachary King, right? Yes. Converted by the miraculous yeah. medal. And then, um, as I say, the, 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 these secret societies mm -hmm. were spreading. Yes. And they were spreading separation of church and state and attacks on the church. And so by the mid-19th century, yes. we get Marxism. Yeah. We get Darwinism. In fact, Our, Our Lady is going to appear to two children at La Salette, France yes. in 1846, just a couple of years before Karl Marx issues the Communist Manifesto. Fascinating. And then, as you say, 10 years later, in 1858, yep. she appears at, at Lourdes. Yep. And she says, I am the Immaculate Conception. <laughs> uh, God wants, and she said at Fatima uh, in 1917, yes. God wishes to establish in the world devotion to my immaculate heart wow i don't think we've paid attention to that no we haven't and that's why we've had world wars and and this is why it's important for us to understand and also live out the message of these apparitions so tell us uh you know i i noticed that it was only five years later uh <clears throat> in 1851 when the local bishop uh, formally approved a public devotion and prayers of our lady of la salette now ed you're the historian isn't that kind of quick? It is kind of quick. I mean, Fatima was only officially approved by the local bishop in 1930. Right. Yeah. Uh, that was thir uh, 13 years, I right. guess, since 13. the apparition. Yes. Um, if you go online, okay. it is possible to read the statements of the bishop. And what he says is that there were so many miraculous cures. Yes. yes. There, there were so many conversions. <laughs> we had no choice but to approve this apparition. <laughs> That's awesome. Can you imagine? Um, now, La Salette is yes. not without its controversial side. Yeah, and you know what, point. Ed, before you do yeah. that, I yeah. want to talk. We're going to take a quick break, but that's a good sure. teaser right now. What was <laughs> controversial about La Salette? A lot, a big thing that was going on there. And again, um, I want to just take the time to remind people to pray their novena for Bishop Joseph Strickland. Uh, we say, Our Father, a Hail Mary and a Glory Be, and then do some form of active charity, like Ed is doing right now here at Virgin Most Power. He's being charitable by donating his time to promote the Catholic faith. What a great thing. And then say the prayers because we need protection. And I want to just remind people something that is very powerful. And Bishop Strickland said this, we're, we're putting a shirt together. It's going to say to be persecuted for speaking the truth is an honor every Christian should be willing to embrace. Because I believe that's exactly what Bishop Strickland is doing. Stay with us, family. We're going to find out what was controversial about Our Lady of La Salette by our good friend, Dr. Ed Mazza. You won't want to miss that and much more. And I'll say it again. I'm too blessed to be stressed. I'm too anointed to be disappointed. And if hope was money, I'd be a billionaire. Stay with us, family. We'll be right back after a quick break. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. Dr. Ed Mazza filling in for Jess on this Friday before the weekend. And I want to remind everybody, everybody, tomorrow is first Saturday. And believe it or not, we have a very beautiful mass.
for first Saturday early in the morning around 7.15, and confessions will follow. We're going to be trying to implement Our Lady of Fatima's plan for the first Saturdays. Uh, Ed, before we get into the controversial message of Our Lady of La Salette, you mentioned that there were so many miracles that took place after Our Lady's apparition that people were just being converted. There was healings. I, I think uh, it, it's it's important that our un, that our listeners understand that you know when we hear about miracles, you know we have this uh, uh, like once like Sister uh, Wilhelmina, the woman, the nun who just passed away few, I think three four years ago. She's incorrupt in the Midwest. Jesse's going to go see her uh, today. Actually, he's driving out there right. and pray for our our apostolate. But you know these things. Uh, you know, aren't as pop, uh, they don't seem to be as happening as much. And I'm just wondering, Ed, if there's a connection with the faith of the people being so simple that they received many miraculous healings. And I'm wondering if one of the reasons we don't see these healings as much is because of our lack of faith. You think I'm onto something? Scripture says that our Lord could not work miracles. Let me repeat. Is this microphone on? Yeah. <laughs> Our Lord could not work many miracles. I believe it was his hometown. That's right. Right? Yes. Because they, 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 they didn't believe. Yeah. And how many times does our Lord say to someone that he just healed, your faith has saved you? Yep. And and this is why, in, in what I keep mentioning to people, every single day, Ed, you know, you heard me say this for decades, ask Jesus Christ for more faith every day. Stronger faith every day as part of your prayers each morning. When you do the morning offering, there's many other prayers you can say, but have, make sure another one is, Jesus, help me to have stronger faith in you because your faith will not grow unless you ask. Because, Terry, most Catholics in the pew don't know this. We don't generate our own faith. Exactly. It's actually a gift from Almighty God yep. that we receive. We it's, can't create it. Okay. Protestants get upset with us because they think somehow that Catholics do everything on their own. Absolutely not. There's three supernatural virtues, right? Faith, hope. Are you, are you feeling that you have a lack of hope recently? Yes. Ask for an increase in hope. Yes. And do you have a problem loving your enemies? I think we all do. Sure. <laughs> uh, ask for an increase in love, yes. which is supernatural charity. And Ed, just a quick note on that hope, I'll admit, when I did the Fulton Sheen quote yesterday, that was what he said. The reason people are in trouble is because they have no hope now. See, when you remove God out of the picture, you have nothing but the unholy trinity, me, myself, and I. And that's very depressing. All right, I had to get into that. Ed, let's talk about Our Lady of La Salette's message regarding some controversy. And why don't you set the stage what was going on at that time, my friend? So uh, society was becoming increasingly antagonistic to religion, mm -hmm. particularly writers and intellectuals, but, but it filtered down to the common people. Mm -hmm. And with industrial revolution and people having to work in factories and uh, people began to get away from God mm -hmm. in a very serious way. And this is what the enemies of the church had wanted. So right. at, at, at La Salette, and these two children were, you know, ignorant peasant children okay so they <laughs> they didn't know theology they <laughs> could barely read and write mm -hmm. and the, the the message that 
that everybody agrees on, the, the non-controversial aspect of La Salette, is that Our Lady was, she had her head in her hands. Mm -hmm. She was crying. And she said that the time of God's wrath has arrived. Wow. And she said, if when you say to the people what I have said to you so far and what I will ask you to say, if after that they do not convert, if they do not do penance, uh, and they do not cease working on Sunday. Yeah, that was the key, yeah. And if they continue to blaspheme the holy name of God, mm. in a word, if the face of the earth does not change, God will be avenged against the people ungrateful and slave of the demon. Wow. 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 You know, and that's powerful. And that reminds me of Our Lady of Fatima's consistency in the apparitions. We've heard this before. And I think that... Um, your your point is well taken. So so tell us uh, more about this warning and and uh, why it was such an important message for the culture of our day of that day too. Well, the only way to stem the tide of Satan, right, is to do the opposite of me, myself, and I. Yeah, <laughs> which is to live for Almighty God, to live for Jesus Christ, to live in Jesus Christ. Right. Right. Uh, Saint John the Baptist. We just celebrated his feast a few days ago. He said. He must increase, I must decrease. So uh, people have to stop sinning. Now, right. now it's, a, it's a sliding slope. It's a slippery slope. First, the people started working on Sunday. Right. And, and, and blaspheming, taking God's name in vain. Yes. You know, that seems petty nowadays, but those are sins directly against God. People don't realize this, that the first three commandments— mm -hmm. Are, the reason why they're the first three <laughs> is because they deal directly with offenses against God directly. You know what I mean? Yes, I do. Uh, and so that there's that that means that it's serious. It's it's serious matter. It's grave matter, right? So anyway, long story short, um, the the first message of La Salette is that people must repent and do penance, or otherwise God is going to punish the world. Another part of the of the message or the, the, the secret of La Salette uh, is that the Pope will be persecuted, <clears throat> excuse me, from all sides. Wow. They, they will shoot at him. Mm. They will want to put him to death, but no one will be able to do it. The vicar of God will triumph again this time. Uh, the priests and the sisters and the true servants of my son will be persecuted, Bishop Strickland. Yes. <laughs> and several will die for the faith of of Jesus Christ. And just so, to back up for a minute, yeah, please. later, please describe what happened, I think it was 1870, to the church, you know, the persecution. So I don't want you to forget that, because I think that's yeah. another element. Of, continue, please. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, let me jump into that uh, right now. Uh, people don't under understand that the, the, the country of Italy— yes did not exist when Our Lady of La Salette appeared to Melanie exactly. and Maxime. Yep. Um, in, in the middle of the 19th century, there was revolution everywhere. The, the streets of Paris, mm -hmm. uh, the, in, in Vienna, in Rome. Uh, and Rome at that time, all the city of Rome belonged to the Pope. That's right. It had for centuries, for over a thousand years. Uh, and the Freemasons, in their Alta Vendita, a document that the papacy had published or republished, which was their secret plan to overthrow the church in Italy. Right. Uh, 
it it shows that they wanted to take away the sovereignty right. of the, the the political power of the pope as well as the spiritual power. Yep. Long story short, in 1870, uh, the forces of revolution physically took Rome from the pope. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, people died. Soldiers died. Oh. It was it, it was the, uh, the the pope became basically a prisoner in the Vatican. Yeah. Uh, and only in the 1920s, only 50 years later, 60 years later, did the Pope and the Italian state work out a, uh, a the agreement whereby today, when you visit Rome uh, to the Vatican, you're actually visiting a separate country. Right. Uh, but um, so you've got all this anti-clericalism and all these attacks on the church and you have infiltration yeah. of the church. We did. Uh, a fact. And and. Uh, I, I, I don't know if we do we have, have time to, to start to get into that. We I should, think uh, so. I think we can talk about uh, the letter and all these different things that were in the uh, message. So we've got about, Ed, we're at 23. Yeah, we got about three and a half minutes, four minutes before we have to break, so we can start into it. So there is a controversial aspect to Our Lady of La Salette. Uh, and what, what that means is that there is a version of the secret of Melanie yes. that came out in 1851. That's right. Which, by the way, was accidentally rediscovered in 1999 by uh, by someone who was in the Vatican secret archives, mm -hmm. which I was I was there on a couple of occasions myself. Wow! But so they they rediscovered this document. Now, the, uh, the I've read you some portions of it. Yes. But in 1879, uh, a more uh, uh, let's say scary. <laughs> secret in certain aspects and a little bit longer was released by melanie mm -hmm. uh and it was uh, approved it had an imprimatur by a bishop in italy uh in a town where she was uh, trying to become a postulant or become a novice right and, and the most the most controversial line from the 1879 secret is that rome will lose the faith and become the seat of antichrist wow doesn't now, get any more controversial than that, does no, it? No. So, believe it or not, from the preliminary research I, I've done mm -hmm. in, in in preparation for today and in preparation for my my course yes. uh, again, starting August fifteenth, Mary Destroyer of Heresy. Good. Go to Edmaza.com and enroll today. Uh, what my research has, has has turned up is that booklets, books about Our Lady of La Salette were actually on the index wow. of forbidden books. Now that I didn't know. That's interesting. Yeah, in the early 1900s and in the 1920s, uh, because of this uh, controversial message, then you can go to websites today by, you know, well-meaning Catholics who actually take issue with that with that uh, second version of Melanie's secret and claim that she concocted that. Yes, that that is not authentic. Uh, and of course, you can you can argue both sides on that. Well, let me just jump and say Our Lady of Akita in 1973. We just had the 60th or the 50th anniversary of that just last month. And she talked about bishops and cardinals fighting each other and that there's all kinds of, of uh, contra contradictions. And we're experiencing that today. So I think that we have to heed these messages in light of the gospel. And that is that we need to be praying for our leaders in the church because if we're not praying for them, they're not getting the graces that are necessary. And I think Our Lady would, especially Our Lady of Fatima, who said this, 
that souls go to hell because no one's there to pray and make sacrifices. I Every time I make a complaint about some prelate, I will always say a prayer for them because it appears objectively that they're going in the, a direction that's not the gospel direction, but a more of a worldly direction. And yes, I will point that out, but I also want to pray for their conversion. Yeah, and I say yeah. that because they're going, they're shepherds, they're supposed to teach, govern, and sanctify the faithful. And so as a layman, you know, I can't get my faculties taken away. They can't fire me, okay? So I do it with love and devotion because I love Holy Mother of the Church. So I want to talk a little bit more about Our Lady of Kita and Our Lady of La Salette and how the two are connected and how it applies to us, as Ed said, in the first quarter of the 21st century. I never thought I would be living in that, but I am. Stay with us, family. We're talking about Our Lady, her role to bring us to Jesus Christ. Stay with us. We'll have more after a quick break here on the Terry and Jesse Show. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. I mentioned that for those who just tuned in, we're talking about Our Lady of La Salette. I recommend a book that I read back in 1978 called A Woman Clothed with the Sun, and it covers about seven or eight different approved Marian apparitions that the church has approved, and it gives summaries of them. And I just think it's really uh, amazing to me, Dr. Ed, that the consistency of these messages from Our Lady. Now, Terry, I, I could I yeah. could be mistaken, yes. but I think the title of that book was The Woman Shall Conquer. That's another one. Oh, OK. <laughs> I remember that book, too. The Woman Shall Conquer. Okay. That's another yeah. one. Yeah. Wow. Well, Ed, yeah. We're, we're, yes. Thank you for saying <laughs> that. Ed, let me just ask you a question about Our Lady of Akita, because yeah. we just got the controversial part of Our Lady of La Salette. But give us the setting of what 1973, a nun. Tell us what was going on there in this you know, obscure convent in all places, Japan. Yeah, J J Japan is not famous for its <laughs> its its uh, the number the percentage of Catholics that live there. I knew <laughs> uh, they they were killed. They were martyred between the fifth the, the late fifteen hundreds and uh, and the eighteen hundreds. Um, but yeah, Sister Sesagawa, Agnes Sesagawa was uh, was in Akita, mm -hmm. Japan. Uh, and she she had some ailments. She she had some sufferings. I don't know if it was blindness or she had some uh, yeah. incapacities. And through Our Lady of Akita, she was healed. And um, a week from today, July 6th, is the 50th anniversary of the first uh, message of wow. Our Lady of Akita wow. to Sister. Uh, and in fact, uh, uh, the most, well, the most famous message that she gave to her was on the Fatima anniversary mm -hmm. in October, October 13th of uh, 1973. And of course, the, the historical setting is that by 1973, chaos. Uh, we're, we're talking about uh, the fallout from Vatican II, right. all this spirit of Vatican II conciliarism, yeah. uh, all the altars being right. ripped, the altar right. rails, rails being ripped out of churches, statues thrown in the garbage. No more Latin Mass. Uh, I think Terry, you have some remembrances firsthand of I those do. days. I do. Um, Our Lady appears to Sister Sesagawa and says the following to her uh, regarding, well, first of all, uh, regarding a punishment that that God is going to put on the world. She says here, it will be a punishment. This is Our Lady speaking. 
greater than the deluge. Wow. <laughs> Such as one will never seen before. Yes. Fire will fall from the sky and wipe out a great part of humanity, the good as well as the bad. Uh, the survivor survivors will find themselves so desolate That's right. Wish. that they will envy the dead. Yep. And then as regards the church, she says the work of the devil will infiltrate even into the church yep. in such a way that one will see cardinals opposing cardinals, bishops against bishops. The priests who venerate me will be scorned and opposed by their confreres. So take heart, Bishop Strickland. Yes. <laughs> Churches and altars will be sacked. The church will be full of those who accept compromises, and the demon will press many priests and consecrated souls to leave the service of the Lord. I find it interesting at that same year, Pope Paul VI makes a comment about the smoke of Satan entering the sanctuary of the church. So there seems to be some consistency. And then... As you know, Father Charles Murr, who was on last Monday, and he's also a bit of a historian, he talked about the Freemasons' infiltration and a document that he was privy to see from 1975 to 1978 showing the Masons and their infiltration into the Catholic Church and actually having some high prelates as actual Freemasons. So Father Murr yeah. said, if I'm not mistaken, yes. that the, the bishop in charge of making bishops yes. was a Freemason. Absolutely, yes, that's absolutely correct. And that's what was so serious because they made, for 10 years, this guy was making you know bishops around the world who were friendly towards Freemasonry. That's a problem. And uh, uh, again, Terry, this is, uh, it's as you said, it's in all of these apparitions. Yeah. It's in Fatima. The third secret of Fatima yes. was suppressed. Yes. Uh, because, well, it's interesting that there are certain lines. I'm, I'm about to reveal something on uh, to the world yes. that Never most before. people don't know. Yeah. So I'm going to lay this on you. There are certain lines that I just read to you from the message of October 13th, 1973 from Our Lady of Akita. Yes. That purportedly came from the third secret of Fatima. Right. Did you know that? Yes, I did. It, there was a document that circulated in the 1960s, and it was it's, 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 it's of questionable veracity. Yes. <clears throat> but it has the exact same wording as some of those lines I just read to you. For example, fire will fall from the sky. Uh, the devil will infiltrate even into the church and cardinals opposing cardinals, bishops against bishops. So... What, the point I'm trying to make here yes. is that we have very good reason to believe that oh, yeah. the same message of Akita is the same message of the Third Secret of Fatima, which is the same message as the Lady of Lost. And Alaska. another fascinating point that Father Murr brought up on Monday was in 1950, Pope Pius XII was walking in the garden. Ed, you know the story. Want to share it? I find that fascinating. Well, <laughs> I can share yeah, it. Yeah. Speaking of October 13th, yeah. right? Yes, exactly. Uh, so exactly. on October 13th, 1917, as, as devout traditional Catholics know, uh, 70,000 people were at Fatima, and they witnessed the dance of the sun <laughs> in the sky. That's right. And then it, it looked like it was going to hurtle towards the earth, uh, and at the last minute it went back to its normal place, and it was a great miracle. Uh, Pius XII uh, revealed that he 
uh, was it on the day that he was ordained? Uh, yes, yes, that's correct. Yeah, uh, he experienced something of that. He saw uh, the miracle. the apparition that took place on October of nineteen seventeen in the garden, and he was stunned. But I'll just finish if I can, if yeah. I may. What what yeah. happened? That really met, really uh, was amazing to me, as Father Murr said. Hit the secretary, Pope Pius the Twelfth, uh, so, said to the Holy Father, "Are you okay? Because you look like you're in another world, man. Well, are you okay?" And and uh, found out that what what happened. And he had one word that he said to the secretary, and it was apostasy. Wow. So I find that fascinating. You see these pieces all coming together, but you know. Here's the here's the point that I'd like to make, Ed, that that fits with problem and solution. The problem has always been sin, and the solution has always been redemptive redemption through Jesus Christ. So in spite of all the challenges that we are facing, radio people and are listening, you know in your own parish you see things that are just like you're scratching your head saying, What in the world is going on? Be reassured of this that there is there is consolation in your faith that you know you're serving Jesus Christ and that you're trying to be living a holy life you're you're called to be a saint every one of us and so by doing that you can help the church even more than getting on the radio like Dr. Ed and I are doing right now by doing your daily duties worthily i think that pleases our lord and our lady much more than talking about it. So I want to just go to the solution now, Ed. Our Lady Basilette, Lady of Kedah, Lady of Fatima. I like the message about saying, Our Lady said, how do you, how do we uh, make reparation for our sins? And one of the areas that she said, to do your duty well, whatever that is your calling, whether you're a married man, a single man, whatever, you, do your schoolwork well. That's pleasing Our Lady and Our Lord. And I think that uh, we have forgotten that because of so much distraction by the corruption that's in the church and in the world, that we need to be back-centered on this. I'm holding a crucifix in my hand. That's who we worship. That's who we follow. Remember this, because I say it often, the Holy Father is the vigor of Christ. He's not the superior of Christ. Even people in the Vatican, if they come up with ideas that are not consistent with the perennial teachings of the church, disregard it. You've got a catechism, but you need to know your faith because let's be honest, Ed, by the time a 23-year-old Catholic today is walking, 87% of them are not practicing their faith. Now, that's a crisis. It's a crisis of faith. So what's the solution? Strong faith, leading that life centered on Jesus Christ, doing our daily duties well, and Ed, I'd like to ask you, when we come back from the break, how consistent these messages of Our Lady are really reaffirmations of the gospel. And I want to get your take also of how each one of us, each as listeners, can implement the uh, mandates. I'll call them mandates, okay, from Our Lady, because really they're mandates from the gospel. Everything Our Lady is saying is centered on Jesus Christ, and think about Our Lady's role 2,000 years ago. It hasn't changed. She's bringing Christ to the world. So every time we get these apparitions that are approved by the church, we need to look at them seriously because there's a, there's a connection 
at the time we're living that our good mother is reaching out and putting her arms around us and saying, follow my son. Don't get distracted with scandal. Because we know, Dr. Ed, scandal is one big obstacle in the faith of many people's lives. They use it as a way of being uh, an excuse to say, I'm not going to practice the faith. Well, at our exit interview, you know, Dr. Ed, that's not going to go well to say, well, I, I saw a bad priest or bad nun or bishop, whoever it was that scandalized me. Because here's the point. We, the information is at hand for you to know, love, and serve God in this life and to be happy in heaven. So we can't make excuses because of bad examples in the church. And I want Dr. Ed to show us in the history, because you're the history major, in the, in the history of the church, we've had similar times where people didn't know their faith and they fell. And then it seemed that Our Lady came and what it was Our Lady of America saying, teach the catechism. And that's what we're trying to do here at VMPR. We teach every Tuesday the Baltimore Catechism number four. It's available on our full Sheena Head download. You can check that out because people need to know their faith. Dr. Ed Mazza filling in for Jess Romero. And when we come back, Ed, I want you to tell our fakes folks how they can connect with your classes that you're giving on, I think it's August 15th. So stay with us. You'll hear more about that and much more on the Terry and Jesse Show. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. Welcome back indeed. Jess will be back on Monday. Dr. Ed Mazza is with us. Dr. Ed, I can't go a show without, I can't do a show without reading some scripture because it's God's love letter to us. And I think of Romans chapter 8. I think there's 16 chapters in that book and I know some people in the modern church don't like that book because it's so clear. But here's something from Romans 8, chapter 38. And this applies to us right now. For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor present things, nor future things, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any of other creatures will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. And I think of that because... The world, the devil, and the flesh is after us. But I think, Ed, and this is my take as a solution, is we have to embrace, we have to really go deep into the scriptures, into our catechism, into our relationship with Christ, because if we go anywhere else, we're going to lose. Am I on to something? Precisely, Terry. Yeah, let me give you the example of somebody. A lot of people don't know this, but today is the feast day of Blessed Ramon Lull. Uh, who he, he is? Came, Who's that? Tell he us. came from Mallorca, Spain. And he lived at the time of when St. Thomas Aquinas had died, around late uh, 13th century. Uh, you know, here in California, our founder was Blessed Junipero Serra. Uh, he was from Mallorca also, and he was inspired uh, to be a missionary by this previous missionary. Fascinating. Uh, Blessed Raymond Lowell. Let me read to you about his conversion experience. Oh, I love it. Because uh, he's going to give an example of what you and I ought to do. Good. Uh, one night, he was sitting beside his bed, about to compose a song to a lady whom he loved with a foolish love. And as he began to write this song, he looked to his right 
and saw our Lord Jesus Christ on the cross. What you just did earlier, Terry, you, you held up a crucifix. Yeah. Our evangelical brothers and sisters, they don't like doing that, no. but uh, we'll, we'll get into that another day. Um, on the fourth occasion, when this vision appeared to him, he was absolutely terrified. His conscience reminded him of the guilt of his former life and his unworthiness to serve Christ. At last, as a gift of the Father of Lights, he thought about the gentleness, patience, and mercy which Christ showed and shows toward all sorts of sinners. God wanted him, Ramon, to leave the world and dedicate himself totally to the service of Christ, to give up his life and soul for the sake of his love and honor, and to accomplish by carrying out the task of converting to God's worship and service the Muslims. So Blessed Raymond Lull mm -hmm. went on to devote his life to converting people from Islam. Uh, he actually learned Arabic. Uh, wow. He actually went to North Africa, Incredible. where actually uh, he was attacked and ultimately died from his, his wounds. Um, but I, I talk about this in my book, uh, The Scholastics and the Jews, uh, if anybody wants to read a sort of a scholarly thing about the authentic. First of all, we have our own personal conversion by the grace of Jesus Christ. And then we go out and we actively seek to convert others. Yes, I said it, Terry, even though certain people in the Vatican yeah. are telling us not to do that. I'm going to follow what sacred scripture says. Of course. When our Lord says, go out and make disciples of all nations. Right. Yes. And I want to recommend another book of yours. You gave this book to me on Our Lady of Fatima, The Third Secret of Fatima. We talked a little bit about it today. And people can get that book by going to your website. Is that a fair statement? Actually, for the books, they can just go to Amazon. Oh, Amazon. Uh, okay. They can get the Kindle version if they like reading books online, or they can just order a paper version. Got it. Got it. Ed, final thoughts. Um, people want to, they've taken classes. Uh, from you over the years, how can they get tied into the August 15th uh, class that you're doing on Our Lady? Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, the, the, the name of the course is Mary Destroyer of Heresies. Hey, Genesis 315, I love it. That, exactly. It comes from an encyclical of Pope St. Pius X awesome. against modernism. Good. It's going to be a seven-part uh, uh, class, mm -hmm. seven weeks. Uh, we meet once a week online, uh, and if you don't if you're not able to attend online, I, I email you the video link. Good. So you can watch it at your own, own convenience. Excellent. Uh, if you go to edmundmaza.com, you can enroll. Enroll today. Get set for this. Also, at the moment, I, I'm halfway through a course on Romans, Christians, and Barbarians. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're looking at the early church, uh, and uh, we're going to learn so much about Christ and what it is to be a Christian living at a time of uh, global totalitarianism and persecution. So again, if you want to take my Romans Christians Barbarians course, it's not too late. Again, you can. I'll send you the videos. Just go to edmundmaza.com. Well, Dr. Ed, thanks so much for joining us and filling in for Jesse. I want to remind everybody <clears throat> that um, we are planning to have uh, a T-shirt by Bishop Joseph Strickland available next week because we want to support the good bishop. And again, the T-shirt is going to have something that's very powerful. Uh, it's going to, and just, I just want to take a minute to explain it. It says, 
He says, uh, on the, so be, to be persecuted for speaking truth is an honor every Christian should be willing to embrace. He says, it is walking with Jesus Christ who is truth incarnate. If we know Jesus, it is easier to speak his truth no matter what forces oppose us. And I like this last line. The opposition is temporary. Jesus is forever. Reminds me of another great St. Thomas More, who is a model of Bishop Strickland's coat of arms for his bishopry. This particular saint said, Earth has no sorrow that heaven cannot heal. So this is, Ed, what we're looking at, supernatural faith right now. And I believe that Bishop Strickland has that. I do a show, everybody, every week, every Tuesday after the Terry and Jesse show with him where we take his tweets and his catechism of the church and he teaches. He's doing what bishops were mandated to do by our Lord, to teach, govern, and sanctify. And I want to encourage people to pray the novena, if you just tuned in, that we're doing for Bishop Strickland. Everybody through LifeSight News and everybody's an Our Father, a Hail Mary, and a Glory Be. And then do some act of charity, sacrifice, some sacrifice for the day, and offer that for his protection. And I, I say this because it seems to me, Ed, that throughout church history, if we think even of Padre Pio, can you tell us just in a two or three minute story how Padre Pio had to endure great suffering at the hands of the church? Yes, there were certain clerics mm -hmm. who did not like him. Yes. <laughs> uh, and, and so uh, they, you know, they, there was a whisper campaign against him. And uh, the, the Vatican uh, imposed severe restrictions on him. Yeah. Uh, he couldn't have public masses. Mm. Uh, he, um, and that was a great, uh, great cross for him mm -hmm. because he loved to be with the people. Um, but he, he obeyed. Yes. Uh, uh, given the circumstance, you know, sometimes circumstances require that we actually obey. Yes. Uh, other times it requires that we serve God rather than men, but of course. Uh, that's a show for another day. Yes. But uh, the point of it is, is that God re rewarded him for being obedient and he was later had those restrictions lifted. Uh, and uh, uh, you and I were there when he was canonized. That's correct. Uh, you, you've got a good memory. Pope John Paul. June of 2002. Uh, but so so throughout history, uh, it, the the good people have been uh, persecuted even yes. by their confreres. Yes. Uh, well, if uh, you think it, if you think about um, many of the saints, they were persecuted by their own orders. Uh, it's just phenomenal. But it, it gives me hope, and I'll tell you why. Because as Bishop Strickland said, you know that we need to unite our suffering with the sufferings of Christ to help redeem the world. All of the saints have had. Well, the three stages of life that St. Maximian Colby talks about. The first stage for most of us is <clears throat> our, our formation that we get when we're young. Ed and I got the Baltimore Catechism, thanks be to God. The second stage is your apostolate, whether you're a married man, uh, a, a priest, deacon, whatever your call is in life. And then St. Maximian says for most of us, the third stage is suffering. And it seems to me that that stage, if we understood suffering, this week we had a lady call us 
And I spoke to her, and she said that you saved my life. And I said, what? She said, why? She said, you taught me redemptive suffering. I'm 70 years old, and I had a great ailment, and I was ready to commit suicide. And when you taught me how to offer my suffering for the salvation of souls, I realized I had a focus in life that I could offer it to God and even help my time in purgatory where I could get time off because I'm offering this up to God. And I say this to everyone because every single person, whether you know it or not, has suffering. Don't let it become wasted pain. Unite it with the sufferings of Christ to help redeem the world. And I want to also take at this time, at the end of the month, this is the last day of the month, tomorrow's first Saturday. Please, if you're in the area, come to a 7 a.m. Latin Mass here at the chapel. Love to have you come. We'll do our Fatima message of the first Saturday devotion. But I also want to thank everyone who helped us put that Dodger Stadium reparation conference where we had four hours of prayers of, of where Bishop Strickland came from Florida, the Bishop's Conference, to join us in prayer. We have paid the bill, yeah, because of the donations from people. And I just have to say thank you. If someone would have told me that when we did it, I'd say, well, I don't know. I hope so. Well, I just want to thank all of our listeners who have been supporting us here at vmpr.org because going out and sharing the gospel, it takes effort, it takes resources, and because we have these monthly donors, that's what pays the bill. So if you'd like to be a monthly donor, here's what you get. For $25 or more, you get hundreds of dollars worth of downloads for free of Dr. Scott Hahn, Bishop Sheen, Jeff Cave, and all these great guys. You can get those by calling 877-526-2151 or go online to vmpr.org and you can become a monthly donor and start receiving links for all the recordings I've done in the last 35, 40 years. Dr. Ed, if, I, if you were Jesse, I'd say, Jesse, but now I'm going to say, Dr. Ed, what state should we be living in, brother? The state of grace. That's it. And again, I'm going to keep talking about Our Lady of Fatima until I die, Ed. I promise you, after five minutes and I'm dead, that's when I'll stop. He said, souls are going to hell. Yes. Because no one is there to pray and make sacrifices. Are we willing to make sacrifices? This is a Friday. What can we do to offer it to Jesus for the salvation of souls? That's what we do here at vmpr.org. And thank you for allowing us to come into your home or to your computer or wherever else you're listening to us here on Virgin Most Powerful Radio. I hope you have a great 4th of July coming up this next week and a great weekend. May God richly bless you and